The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. With so much information to weed through of what is and is not healthy living, People everywhere are confused about proper steps to take toward finding a wellness plan that works for them. Don't climb this mountain alone. We want to give you time-tested education and research based on our own experiences and give you guidance to define what is healthy for you. Let's put the puzzle pieces together. Today, your journey begins. Take notes. Ask questions. This is Ganino Wellness Radio with Dr. John and Linda Ganino. Bringing you simplified education to apply to your everyday life. Now, here is Dr. John and Linda Ganino. Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to the December 2nd, 2016 version of Ganino Wellness Radio on voiceamerica.com. I am Dr. John Ganino, and I'm joined today by my wife, Linda. Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us. And we're uh, launching into the uh, Christmas season today with a very special guest, uh, Janie Bothorp, who we can't wait to uh, introduce you guys to here shortly. But I do want to kind of recap where we've been and where, we've, where we're going. Uh, you know, November the 18th, we had Dr. Sinatra on here um, talking about earthing and uh, energy as well as um, some things having to do with the heart, diastolic dysfunction and things like that. And he was telling us how we can uh, gather more energy from the earth. Uh, we got an upcoming show that you guys are going to love um, uh, next Friday, December the 9th, on detoxification uh, from head to toe, uh, which is an, an excellent program. And then yesterday we found out that Dr. Andrew Wakefield, uh, who's the director of a documentary called Vaxed, is going to be our guest on December the 23rd. And uh, he'll be accompanied by Polly Tommy, who's the uh, producer of the same film. So we're excited to have them. And today we are going to meet Janie. So Linda has some information and uh, an intro that uh, about her. So I'm going to let Linda speak. Janie Bothorp is well known across the world as a thyroid pa- patient activist in the fight for better thyroid treatment, specifically hypothyroidism. She is the author of the life-changing patient-to-patient thyroid book called Stop the Thyroid Madness, a patient revolution against decades of inferior thyroid treatment. She then became the editor and creator of a second popular book, Stop the Thyroid Madness 2, in which all chapters are written by esteemed medical professionals. Janie is also the creator and owner of the vast informational website, StopTheThyroidMadness.com, considered considered the mothership of reported patient experiences toward getting well towards getting well again so so today our audience our topic is um, is I'm going to call it ideal function of the thyroid I, as an example uh, 11 years ago I was in a lecture and I listened to this doctor discuss the difference between quote normal and quote optimal thyroid function 
he put my arm on a block of wood and stabbed me with a needle and shocked me and says, Doc, your reflexes are kind of slow. I think you would benefit from taking some thyroid medication. And I kind of thought about it for a minute. And I said, well, you know, why not? If I don't like it, I'll throw it away. And, and uh, so that was 11 years ago, um, the 2 o'clock in the afternoon to 6 o'clock in the afternoon uh, trying to fall asleep thing went away. And I lost 13 pounds, which needed to happen. And uh, so that's my personal story. And, of course, uh, most of you are familiar with Linda's story from our first episode. You know, she survived thyroid cancer now for 34 years. And and, um, and so today we're going to meet Janie. And, um, Janie, just uh, tell us your personal story, which I assume led to you becoming the uh, thyroid patient activist. Well, I want to thank you for asking me to be on your great show um, because this is a very important topic that literally involves millions of people worldwide. I was one of those people. In other words, I became hypothyroid, though I didn't get diagnosed for a while. Um, and when I was finally diagnosed hypothyroid, I was put on Synthroid. And Synthroid um, is a very, uh, I will, well, we'll call it popular, but I mean that negatively, a popular medication that millions of us have been put on since the early 1960s. And they put me on enough to suddenly say, you're normal. Well, I never was normal. I just continued to have problems. When I would report this to my doctor, he switched me to Lavoxyl, a different brand, continued to have problems no matter what we did. And this went on for nearly 20 years. In fact, my problems got so bad, they were getting worse and worse the longer I was on it, which is common that I told my husband I'm going to have to apply for Social Security Disability because I couldn't even leave the house anymore. So uh, to summarize that real quick, um, I had to do a lot of research on my own because after going to so many doctors and being told, oh, we don't know what this is, but it's not your thyroid, I decided you know what, I'm going to look at my thyroid because it's the only thing wrong with me. And I heard about a different medication, got on that. My life, as I raised it, made a complete turnaround. And to answer your question, I was so angry that I went 20 years of having that kind of hell that I thought I am not going to sit and be quiet. And that started this movement. Great. Tell tell uh, tell the audience what your uh, what you were experiencing. What symptoms you were having that even though your blood test showed normal, you were still experiencing these symptoms. Well, I want to say that um, some of my symptoms were unique to me, and that is going to be true for every individual. Um, but what is common? Uh, several things that are common to every person in their own way and kind are symptoms like uh, needing to take a nap every afternoon or noticing my hair is slowly falling out or my hair is thinning or the outer eyebrows are getting thin or cholesterol is going up or blood pressure is going up or aches and pains. Um, those are just a few of many examples that patients are going to manifest in their own individual way if they're undiagnosed or if they're on a lousy medication. 
Yeah. Thank you, Janie, for that. Yeah. And, and then, uh, you know, in the, in the premenopausal group, you know, um, periods are heavy, they're long, they're crampy, they're clotty, they're PMSy, and, you know, and these are people that can be helped, you know, really simply by if they're normal weight people, they can be helped probably almost exclusively by thyroid. And if they're, if they're excessively overweight, it can put them on natural progesterone cream to get their, you know, until they get their weight down to, you know, balance out their sex hormones, support their thyroid and all that stuff gets better. Yeah, you know, speaking of that, we uh, over the years, see, my, my focus has always been patient experiences and observations. And as patients, we have noticed there are two key times when this might hit us. It doesn't mean it's true for everyone because people can get a, a, a thyroid problem no matter what. But we notice as for women, there's a lot of us that get it when we're pregnant. That's what happened to me. I started noticing symptoms this my second pregnancy. And then there's another body of women who notice symptoms of hypothyroidism, or it gets worse, when they go through menopause. Okay, very good. I wanted to uh, I wanted to share this case with, with you as well as the, the listeners. And just, Janie, get your comments. This is a, a patient who's relatively... Uh, new to our practice, and she's listening today with her husband, and we appreciate you guys joining us today. Anyway, she's 60 years old, um, diagnosed uh, recently with um, stage 3 breast cancer, and she came in on Synthroid 125 micrograms a day, and uh, we just got her blood work back. Her TSH is 169 um, so for the listener, you know, our, our office uh, target for TSH is 0.4 to 1.8. So this lady, despite being on 125 micrograms of T4, it has walking around with a TSH of 16.9. Her free T3 is 1.5, ideally 3.2 to 4.2. Uh, her free T4 was good, but we would probably expect that since she's taking a T4. Her reverse T3 is very high at 44.4, which um, the reverse T3, and Janie, if I make a mistake on any of this, you're, you're not going to embarrass me. I, this is for the listener, okay? So my understanding of reverse of reverse T3 is it, it binds the T3 receptor and kind of blocks T3 from being able to, you know, take action and, 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 and regulate the metabolism. Is that is that accurate on reverse T3? Well, we may have lost Janie, so I'm going to let Matt try to pull her back in. But at any rate, her free T3 divided by reverse T3 ratio is 3.37. So ideally, that's greater than 20. And what's making that ratio so low, of course, is her high reverse T3. Now, the thing that we typically see cause that high reverse T3 is heavy metal toxicity. And, and we're, we're going to be going down that road shortly with her. Uh, lastly, her... Uh, TPO and thyroglobulin antibodies are positive, which, uh, Janie, in, in our practice, the implication of the TPO and thyroglobulin positivity is uh, we just assume that that's secondary to gluten sensitivity. Um, hoping you're back online and uh, you can comment. I want to say real quickly that everybody makes RT3. You're going, that's an inactive hormone. You're going to make it when you have the flu. You're going to make it if you have bodily injuries. Um, you're also going to make it for other reasons. And, but we as thyroid patients, and she is horrifically hypothyroid, yep. we tend to make it, first of all, for, for two main reasons. We're going to make it if we have inadequate levels of iron. 
and there's a chance that she has that. I'm not talking about normal. I'm talking about optimal. She may mm-hmm. not be optimal. And we are going to have it from having a cortisol problem, which is very common when you're that hypothyroid. So we've learned those are the first things that we need to test. Okay. Um, and there are secondary things that will cause the RT3 to go up, like detoxing, heavy metals, etc. Okay. Very good. Um, so I think at this time, this is a fairly decent time to uh, to go to break. I want to let the listener know that we would love to hear from you. And um, obviously, Janie's here today to take your calls. So the phone number to call in if you want to ask her a question or me or Linda, any of the three of us, is 866-472-5792. Again, 866 866- Four seven two five seven nine two, or you can email a question, Ganino Radio, G O N I N O R A D I O at gmail.com. So we're going to go to break, and when we come back, we've got some uh, more questions for Janie, and would welcome yours as well. So uh, stay with us. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you interested in finding the root cause of your personal illness? We are too. At the Ganino Center for Healing, located in Heath, Texas, we know there is always more than meets the eye when it comes to disease and illness. With a 15-point wellness program designed to give you organized information and tools, we will help you to get started on the road to true health. To understand more about Ganino Center for Healing, visit GaninoWellness.com or call our new patient coordinator at 469-402-2800. We believe chronic fungal overgrowth and overacidity are the root causes of most diseases. The oversugaring and processing of our American food supply has depleted nutrients and played havoc with every system of our bodies. Sugar, hormones, chemical additives, and antibiotics are a major source of acid residues. Alka Salt Minerals is a daily supplement that buffers the overacidity in the body. It is safe, simple, and a cost-effective way to stay healthy and vibrant. To purchase Alka Salts, call the practice at 469-402-2800 as we do ship across the USA and internationally. Find us on Facebook at Alka Salt Minerals. If you're busy, stressed, and can't ever seem to find the time to add in those new healthy habits, you need to check out Lisa Lutan's Busy, Stressed, and Food-Obsessed show. This program will help you discover easy ways to improve your health and happiness. Plus, you will pick up all sorts of tips on better eating, fitness, relationships, how to manage stress, and a lot more. You'll feel yourself becoming healthier just by tuning in. Listen live every Thursday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Ganino Wellness Radio. To reach our show today, call into 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ganinoradio at gmail.com. Now, back to Ganino Wellness Radio. Welcome back, everybody. 
uh, to our show today. And uh, as always, this is usually the part of the show where I plug our daughter, uh, Allie. So that's uh, Vamp that you're listening to there, which can be uh, heard on the uh, Hollywood High EP, which is on iTunes. So we appreciate you supporting her music, which we think is really good, but I guess we're a little bit biased. <laughs> Always remembering to like us on Facebook, uh, follow us on Twitter, connect with us on LinkedIn, and to find uh, more about our practice, um, it's www.ganinowellness.com. So before we went to break, we were talking to Janie Bothorp, the uh, pilot of uh, Stop the Thyroid Madness website, and we were uh, I was mentioning to Janie during the break that I want to be able to connect uh, for the listener uh, low thyroid with cancer directly. So if if your thyroid is hypothyroid or slow functioning or even normal thyroid and you're, you don't have adequate energy to get through your day, where you will get your energy from is some source of adrenaline, uh, caffeine, nicotine, sugar, um, people take uh, Adderall, uh, Ritalin, these medications that uh, increase adrenaline in their body and power them through the day. The problem with that philosophy is in our office, anything that increases adrenaline oxidizes your cells and pushes them closer to cancer. So that's why you hear us mention things like prayer and meditation and Tai Chi and yoga at times because those are all adrenaline down regulators. They're all life extenders uh, as opposed to upregulation of adrenaline, which is a life shortening thing. So. Uh, I wanted to, uh, Janie to comment on uh, the thyroid as far as, you know, she was saying that things like iron, uh, cortisol, and some other minerals are important and uh, want to make sure that your doctors are checking these. Yeah, we, we did find out early on in this movement through our conversations and comparisons with, with each other that um, iron has to be optimal to really do well, especially when you have T3 in your treatment whether it's desiccated thyroid or T3. And we in, and in seeing that, it, we were looking at a lot of lab work, a lot of it for 14 years. And in that amount, we were seeing where, now this is women, we can talk about men if we want to, but where did women fall when they didn't have an iron problem? Well, their iron was usually close to 110. Um, it might be 109, 108, 107. In uh, Canadian and other ranges that go up to like maybe 30, we saw women kind of around 23, might be 22, 24. We saw that consistently. Um, so thus we knew that iron in the 90s was not optimal. And thus we saw people who went hyper when they tried to raise desiccated thyroid or they just didn't feel well. And that also applies to cortisol levels. We saw that Cortisol levels, um, like you talked about cortisol, cortisol levels fell in a certain area in the range. They didn't just fall in the range. So I talk about that on the lab values page on STEM. So that's important. Okay, very good. Now, uh, and again, so for the listener, your personal um, ideal range for, for serum iron is... Well, it's not, it's not the range. What we noticed for women, this is just women, that women, when they're optimal, are close to 110. They might okay. be one And their percent saturation is close to 35. Okay. And that's what we noticed. Now, I want to add here, there are a lot of uh, people, because we thought this more than 10 years ago, too, and we were wrong, who only go by the ferritin. That's a storage iron. Big right. mistake. Um, your ferritin can be low, um, and you have good or high iron, 
because of uh, heavy metals. So you've got to do all four iron labs and never treat the ferritin. You treat the iron in the percent saturation is what we've noticed repeatedly. Okay. So, yeah, I see this often, especially with our cancer patients, that they're you know, their serum iron is in the, quote, normal range. I'm going to be paying closer attention to it after listening to you. But their serum iron is normal, but their ferritin is sky high. And, you know, I'm, I'm of course, hesitant to fiddle with their iron because I'm thinking, well, I don't want to give them more iron if their ferritin sky high. But, but you're saying that's okay. No. Now, you've just brought up a second thing they need to learn. Okay. That, that when you have sky high ferritin plus low iron, that is pointing to inflammation. So inflammation will cause your body to throw iron into storage, and that's why it goes high if you also have low iron, um, which you will if it's not something else causing that that high ferritin. So we need to uh, do two things. See if we can figure out what's causing the inflammation and treat it. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, obviously the cancer patient is, you know, is is a house of fire. So that, that would make perfect sense. So, so what you're teaching me today, uh, I think I'm grasping it, is when I de- or help these people detox their toxins through all these things that you'll hear on the December 9th show, that we'll be able to hopefully watch those ferritin levels come down. Oh, well, hopefully, but um, I- I'm speaking from experience here. I've had high copper that I've had to detox. Every time I detox my high copper, which I've had to twice, hopefully this is the last time, my RT3 goes up. What okay. I what I have to do, I have to do two things. I know it's from inflammation, um, which you can also have from mold and Lyme, by the way. You can also have brain inflammation, and your ferritin won't show it. But anyway, I know I have inflammation when I detox, so I get on curcumin. Um, I, don't, I, I get on the exact substance, which will help lower it. But you know what else I do? I lower my desiccated thyroid. I'm on three and a half grains. I lower it to one grain and get on T3 only to bring my high RT3 down. I see. Okay. So, and that, that's, that's how you detox your copper is what you're saying. No, that is, that, that, that's not how I detox copper. That just happens when I'm detoxing copper, that my RT3 shoots up I see. Um, and also my inflammation shoots up and other people have noticed the same thing, a lot of them. So if I'm already on a T3 treatment, I have a des- desiccated thyroid, I have to lower it and add in T3 only to get that RT3 down. And I'm also treating the inflammation. Excellent. This is going to be a show like Zen Honeycut. I'm going to have to go back and listen to it a couple more times to get it down good. But I, I love this wealth of knowledge you're throwing at us. It's great. So, so while we're while we're right here, uh, tell us how you detox your copper. Um, I, I had to learn all, the hard way because there's so many opinions, strong opinions on the internet. And the way I did it is a multitude of ways. I first got off all high copper foods like avocados, chocolate. In fact, I did this to myself from eating too much chocolate. Um, and I, I got on a small amount of zinc because that will, the, the better your zinc is, the less likely it'll, you know, it'll bring your copper up. So conversely, if I'm on a little bit of copper, you can't, I couldn't tolerate a lot. It starts detoxing copper. I okay. got on manganese and molybdenum, 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 and I personally also heavily support my detox organs, my liver and my kidneys. Okay, excellent. So, yeah, when you bring bring up molybdenum, it, it kind of triggers a thing in my mind. You know, 
and I'm just going to interject this for everybody's benefit, I hope, 85% of the population, including Linda and I, have a genetic mutation uh, called MTHFR. It's actually an enzyme. It's a, it's a mutation in that particular enzyme. There are different uh, combinations. For example, Linda's has uh, is homozygous 6 C677T, which is kind of the, the worst draw you can get. So that enzyme in her is functioning at about 30% of optimal. In me, it's functioning at 60% of optimal. So both of us uh, take a, a supplement called homocystex, which is uh, the methylated Bs and trimethylglycine, along with molybdenum and uh, N-acetylcysteine to uh, you know increase our methylation ability with this sort of, we'll call it a defective enzyme that uh, makes all of us a little less than ideal uh, detoxers of heavy metals. And, of course, in this practice, heavy metals cause cancer and Alzheimer's directly, and they also create an acidic pH, which is where cancer grows well. So I just wanted to get that little uh, bit in there about um, uh, MTHFR. We have a question coming in over the Internet, and this question is from Anu. And Anu says, Hi, Janie. Have you seen anyone feeling hypothyroid the second half of their menstrual cycle, in parentheses, leading to weight gain, uh, and need for T3 dose increase, even though they're not menstruating anymore, still going through normal cycle with menstruation? Would iodine increase be better or progesterone added? Without menstruation. Um, so sh- I-, I was confused. So she's not menstruating? Correct. Go ahead, Linda. Linda's got it. Yeah, it, yeah. It was without menstruation. Huh. Um, you know, I, I don't. I've never heard of somebody having worsening hypo. Though I believe her worsening hypothyroid-like symptoms the second half of their cycle. Um, but I think we have found it very important to do lab work and to do the free T3 and the free T4 and see what is going on. You know, maybe maybe she is hypothyroid and needs to treat it. Is iodine uh, the way to treat it? For some, you know, there there are people who have told me that iodine alone um, allowed them to get off of desiccated thyroid or never to get on meds. There's a, a large body of people that it didn't change that. But I think it's always worth it to get your iodine levels tested and, and use that because you never know you might be one of the lucky ones that that's enough. Yeah, very good. We we do see a fair amount of low iodine. I, I think our prevalence in our practice is about one in three people has low iodine. And, you know, many times when you get them on iodine, it really makes a difference for them. I wanted to take just a, a few minutes before we, we go to our second break to just give everybody here some, some definitions. Uh, and again, Janie, please correct wherever you see anything. Um, the free T4 is... Actually, the free T3 is in picograms per milliliter, and your reverse T3 on your lab report from your doctor, first off, you're probably going to have to ask your doctor to run these tests. Amen, Janie? Oh, yeah, always. Uh, there's a, uh, my Stop the Thyroid Madness page called Recommended Lab Work shows you what we have learned to be the most important baseline labs, and our T3 is one of them. Yeah, so when you take your free T3 in picograms per milliliter, multiply that number by 100, divide it by your reverse T3, uh, which is in nanograms per ml, but it'll just be reported as the number there on the page. That that resulting fraction should be greater than 20. And if it's not, then you either need to add T3 or 
decrease your reverse T3 or both to, to uh, optimize that ratio. Janie, agree or comments, disagree? And I want to offer this um, observation. I do a lot of coaching calls, plus I've been you know collecting patient information for 14 years. You, you know what? I notice that when people don't have an RT3 problem, they're really a little higher than 20. I see 23, yeah. 20 higher. You know, so that's informative. And when it gets, when your ratio is lower than 20, you've got an RT3 problem. And let me add this, you know, uh, the FTPO groups on Facebook are connected to STEM, even though I don't run them. And the admins have noticed that if your RT3 range starts at eight or nine, when you start going above 11, they start to notice you're heading towards an RT3 problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in, in the normal, again, you know, for the listener, we're, we're trying to help, hopefully get the point across to you guys, the distinction between normal and optimal. Yeah, the, the normal range on reverse T3 goes up to 24.5. Ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, all those people, are, their ratios are going to be low. So, okay, guys, thanks for hanging with us. We're going to go to break. And, again, we welcome your calls uh, or emails uh, to Janie or myself or Linda. I'd love to take your questions, and we'll catch you on the other side of the break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Are you interested in finding the root cause of your personal illness? We are too. At the Ganino Center for Healing, located in Heath, Texas, we know there is always more than meets the eye when it comes to disease and illness. With a 15-point wellness program designed to give you organized information and tools, we will help you to get started on the road to true health. To understand more about Ganino Center for Healing, visit GaninoWellness.com or call our new patient coordinator at 469-402-2800. We believe chronic fungal overgrowth and overacidity are the root causes of most diseases. The oversugaring and processing of our American food supply has depleted nutrients and played havoc with every system of our bodies. Sugar, hormones, chemical additives, and antibiotics are a major source of acid residues. Alka Salt Minerals is a daily supplement that buffers the overacidity in the body. It is safe, simple, and a cost-effective way to stay healthy and vibrant. To purchase Alka Salts, call the practice at 469-402-2800 as we do ship across the USA and internationally. Find us on Facebook at Alka Salt Minerals. Much of the time, the illnesses that people feel are simply symptoms, and they mask the root cause of what the real health problem is. You can take back control of your own health, starting with Billionaire Healthcare. This program is hosted by Ashley Black. Our program will introduce you to fascia, which is the knowledge of the living matrix. This bit of knowledge can bring you the health secrets that only the rich and famous have known until now. Listen Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Ganino Wellness Radio. To reach our show today, call into 1-866-472-472. 
That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ganinoradio at gmail.com. Now, back to Ganino Wellness Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the third segment of our show today. And uh, during break, um, Linda had a question for Janie that we think is very uh, pertinent and timely, so I'm going to let her ask it. Yeah, so Janie, I would like you to address how the thyroid, its effects on the digestive system and the digestive tract. Huge effect. Here's what we notice fairly early on. Um, there's a lot of thyroid patients that are told they make too much acid because they have acid reflux. No. Um, Many thyroid, hypothyroid patients actually have low stomach acid and and it causes symptoms similar that I'm talking about. Why do they have that? Well, I, I did some research back then and if you think about it, hypothyroidism is slowing down your functions. And one thing it slows down are the cells that line your stomach that, that make stomach acid. So your the, the, those cells in your stomach make less and less and less stomach acid. And the problem with that is you've got to have an acidic environment to not only digest, but also to absorb nutrients. So because most hypothyroid patients who are undiagnosed because of the lousy TSH test or who put on an inadequate medication like Synthroid and continue to be hypothyroid, they're not absorbing nutrients well. So down goes their iron, their B12, their vitamin D, and on and on. So it's a real problem. Yeah, thank you for connecting those dots because, you know, a lot of times doctors will give a patient, you know, diagnosis of including me, uh, vitamin D deficiency or B12 deficiency, but then, you know, there's no follow-up. There's no, and this is what causes it. Well, there you go, everyone. There's your your answer from the expert. Uh, It looks like, uh, yeah, so um, Linda's got a question coming in and I recognize... uh, Stacy, Stacy's one of our patients who we love dearly. Thank you, dear, for for uh, texting us in. So I'll have uh, I'll have Linda uh, uh, read this question to you, Janie. Hi, I'm Stacy Fortenberry. I have hypothyroidism, and Dr. G took me off Synthroid, and now I take Naturethroid, 16.25 milligrams. I just started taking low dose naltrexone. 3.5 mg this week for MS type symptoms. I have heard that there can be problems with taking these two together, possibly due to the LDN helping improve the thyroid, lessening the need for the thyroid medication. Do you know anything about naltrexone? I know a lot. And, and, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, she just did add, uh, she said, we do know that I have heavy metal toxicity also. Oh, boy. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I understand that there's a lot of people out there who are taking LDN along with their thyroid meds and they're not having a problem. Um, Yeah, there's a possibility that um, if they're taking LDN for their high antibodies from Hashimoto's and that knocks them down, um, yeah, they may need less thyroid meds. So yeah, I've seen that, but there's no problem that we've seen taking them together in the majority. And I also want to add to you, because I'm concerned, um, 16.25 is one-fourth of a grain. And uh, patients, we have found over the years, and this is what I compiled, seem to do better starting on one grain, a full grain, which is 60 or 65, 
And then they slowly move up from there looking for their optimal dose. Yeah, she, she also sent in her... Uh, she also sent in her lab tests that were drawn on October the uh, 21st. So let me let me give you these values. Uh, free T4 is 0.9. And again, in, in our office, the, the target there is 1.3 to 2.8. So that one could definitely go up. TSH is 1.4. So again, in our office, 0.4 to 1.8 is what we're shooting for. Free T3 of uh, 3.3, our goal is 3.2 to 4.2, and her reverse T3 is 15. So um, thoughts about that, you know, where you would go with that, just increase uh, what she's on or, or uh, add a, go ahead, I'll let you take it. Well, um, we go more by the ranges than like, when you said we shoot for 3.2 to 4.2, um, we, we can tell that a person is hypothyroid when their free T4 is that low, because I'm assuming that's low in the range. That's, that's actually yeah yeah that's that's low in the normal range but it's not in our ideal range. Well, we don't even well, I'll tell you something what we've learned. When it's low in the range, bingo. That means it's converting like mad okay. to the free T3 that she does have and it's a dead giveaway which we've noticed for 14 years of being hypothyroid. So yeah, she's uh, it would it would behoove her to consider patient experiences and starting on one grain, not a fourth. And to move up, we move up approximately, always gray areas, every two weeks by a half a grain, slowing down somewhere in the two grain areas to fine tune. And her TSH of 1.4, oh my gosh, in, in all circles, you would think if you just went by that, oh, she's not hypothyroid. There's an example, she's very hypothyroid, 0.9, right. with a great TSH, why we never go by the TSH, right. except to see if they have hypopituitary. So, and her RT3 is indicative that she's, she may be moving up to having too much. So, yeah, she's got a, a lot of room to raise her desiccated thyroid. And by the way, we have noticed this. When we are optimal on desiccated thyroid, and I will add in the presence of good iron and good cortisol, our free T3 is at the tip top of the range. Okay. It's never less than that. And our free T4 is mid-range, somewhere around mid-range. Okay. We learn you do not want to get higher than 1.4 um, anyway. You know why? And mid-range is below 1.4 because we notice, and I'm raising my hand, if we get up to 1.5 and higher, guess what happens? Our body tries to clear out the T4, raising the RT3. I see. We just, uh, we saw that yesterday and we were, Linda and I were playing around um, on your website and we saw that. So, that's that's excellent information. I appreciate it. So I think if we're if we're coaching Stacy right now over the phone, we definitely tell her she can she can upper dose. Um, so she's on a quarter grain. So you would have her up up it a quarter every week, every two weeks. No, I would say what what, and I'm not a doctor, so I won't word it like that. I will say what patients have learned repeatedly for 14 years is one grain is a better starting dose because when you start less than that. You're going to be uh, toning down the feedback loop anyway at one or one half or one fourth. And you're going to feel worse when you start less than that if you stay on that too long. So we start on one grain and approximately every two weeks, it can be a little less, we go up by a half a grain. So one grain and then one and a half and then two. Now somewhere in the two grain area, it's up to you by your symptoms, we slow down. Why? Because we noticed that some patients start getting optimal in that two-grain area. I don't mean at two grains. It's rare. 
Um, there's a small body who would, but the majority start getting optimal, maybe around two and a half, two and three fourths. Then, then other people are higher. I was optimal at four grains for many years, and I tweaked myself up to that. Um, now I'm optimal on three and a half because I'm menopausal. Okay, very good. So, so Stacy, this is your doctor talking. So you definitely have my permission to. Uh, at least double your dose and um, maybe stay on it for a week or so. If you're doing good, take it up another one. If you're doing good, take it up another one. That'd be the dose that Janie's talking about. Now, it's somewhere in there. Janie, if she gets what I generally tell my patients, if they get racy, heart or jitters to back down, is that? would you agree with that or just tell yeah. them? To, okay. So they're, don't usually yeah. get a racy, heart or jitters. Um, and anywhere from two grains or lower, unless it's revealing that you've got inadequate iron or a cortisol problem. Okay. Very good. Excellent. All right. Very good. Go ahead, Linda. Janie, what is the best uh, cortisol test in your opinion? Oh, it's not my opinion. It's definitely based on our experiences. Yes. When I started this, when I started this, this movement, which is in 2002, we were on our own because the medical profession had totally failed us. We had to learn things on our own. And we learned pretty quickly within the first year or so that it needs to be saliva. We, we, a lot of us were doing both saliva and blood because we didn't know better. And almost across the board, there were some exceptions, but almost across the board, uh, the cortisol didn't meet our symptoms. It would look high for some of us or low, whereas the saliva showed something else. So we learned very quickly it needs to be saliva testing because that's testing what is available to your cells. We also need it because it tests us at four key times. And the results of those four key times will tell us how we need to treat our problem. Right. Now, when I'm when I'm uh, writing cortisol, I'm usually, you know, for, you know, let's say it's uh, they're. Uh, afternoon and their evening numbers are good, but their morning cortisol is low. What I'm usually writing there is just a, you know, a compounded natural cortisol at like a 1.5 uh, milligrams. Is that kind of about what you see written or again, no. from your experience, what do you see a dose that, that most people do well with? Not at all. Let me explain something. We have to be careful saying that something is good because it's where you fall that makes something good. So for example, let me tell you this, the morning when people don't have a cortisol problem, they are across the board at the tip top. Literally, if the top of the range is 9.5, that's where they are. Maybe 9.4, 9.3, they're not even 8.9. So make sure you understand what good is. I explain these, the rest of them on the lab values page. So be careful with that. I hear that all the time and they really weren't good. But if if there, there is a gray areas to everything, there is a very, very small group of people who genuinely have optimal noon, afternoon, and bedtime. Look at the lab values page on STEM. But they're okay. more slow. Um, you know what they do? It's a little, it's neat. There's a method called the CT3M. That is a natural way of raising your morning cortisol without any cortisol medication. Nice. Yeah, so you can read about that, uh, the T3 circadian method, or if it, depending on how, how low it is, um, they really usually need more than that, just our, just our experience. Now, that's on your website? Yeah, there is a page on Stop the Thyroid Madness called T3 Circadian 
method. There's a dash in between each one. This is a method developed by Paul Robinson in the UK. It is brilliant and it is a natural way to raise that low morning if that's the only one that's low. Um, now, I want to add, um, yes, yeah, sometimes it'll raise noon, but not in everybody. Often that if you have low morning, you've got low bedtime. So be sure and go to the lab values page and see where you're supposed to be because that tells you how to treat it. Excellent. That's great. Okay, guys, we're, we're uh, right at break, so we're going to go to break and come back in a couple minutes. Again, please uh, send us your questions. We really appreciate them, and we'll see you in about a minute or two. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you interested in finding the root cause of your personal illness? We are too. At the Ganino Center for Healing, located in Heath, Texas, we know there is always more than meets the eye when it comes to disease and illness. With a 15-point wellness program designed to give you organized information and tools, we will help you to get started on the road to true health. To understand more about Ganino Center for Healing, visit GaninoWellness.com or call our new patient coordinator at 469-402-2800. We believe chronic fungal overgrowth and overacidity are the root causes of most diseases. The over-sugaring and processing of our American food supply has depleted nutrients and played havoc with every system of our bodies. Sugar, hormones, chemical additives, and antibiotics are a major source of acid residues. Alka Salt Minerals is a daily supplement that buffers the over-acidity in the body. It is safe, simple, and a cost-effective way to stay healthy and vibrant. To purchase Alka Salts, call the practice at 469-402-2800 as we do ship across the USA and internationally. Find us on Facebook at Alka Salt Minerals. It's time to experience radical well-being. Learn to nourish your heart, body, and mind. Manifest your power in the present and learn to live your life's infinite potential. It's time to experience Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio with host Rochelle McLaughlin. Each week, you'll learn about essential skills and knowledge to help you discover and create your own experience of health and well-being and learn to be empowered to take bold and loving action toward manifesting the life you long for. Tune in every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific and 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America's Health & Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Ganino Wellness Radio. To reach our show today, call into 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ganinoradio at gmail.com. Now, back to Ganino Wellness Radio. Welcome back, everyone, to the uh, final segment of our show today. And uh, Linda has a question for Janie. Yes, Janie. Um... I really want to know about how the relationship of thyroid and mental problems, mental challenges such as depression, anxiety, and things like that, how that all comes together. 
Oh, it's it's a strong connection. Um, we think that the reason, and this this comes from Dr. Pete Field in the UK. He uh, taught us in the early years that brain cells have a lot of T3 receptors. That's that's the active thyroid hormone. And if if the receptors mean that which receives the active thyroid hormone, so if you're hypothyroid your brain cells are not going to absorb enough of the active T3, and that can result in hypothyroidism. So, yeah, if, if you are undiagnosed, um, a lot of people because the doctor goes by the lousy TSH lab test, or if you are on T4-only meds like levothyroxine and Synthroid, um, there's a good chance that you have a, some form of depression. Not everybody. There's gray areas, but a large body of people do. Um, and and you you can't get out of it. And, and that's why everybody is put on so many antidepressants, because the doctor did not look into the connection between their hypothyroid state and their depression. Yeah, that's great. Now, I'm going to say uh, I'm just devil's advocate for a half a second so my regular medical trainers and of course I've kind of eschewed them as you might have guessed but at any rate they would say well you know you're if we give T4 it's going to be it's going to be converted into T3 anyway so I don't know what the big fuss is about you know T3 and natural desiccated thyroid and how, how would you answer that critic I, I would answer it like this it is true that some people on Synthroid or Levothyroxine convert better than others. They do feel good for a long while. but what, And then there's people like me who have genetic reasons why we don't convert well to T3. And that's a huge problem. But we noticed that even those who do well with their conversion of T4 to T3, the, there are so many reasons why you can stop converting well. I mean, there's a multitude of reasons. So the longer they stay on, the more symptoms of hypothyroidism arise because they're not converting well anymore. Excellent. Okay, we have another question from Anu. Uh, it says, hi, Janie, I'm currently on 50 micrograms of Lavoxyl and 20 micrograms of T3 and increasing every two weeks. My body temperature has not increased at all, although I am feeling better. What could be causing the low body temperature? Well, I, 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 there, there wasn't enough information, but I will tell you this. If you are on the two synthetics, we know from our experience with desiccated thyroid that it's where in the ranges you are. You, when the two synthetics, you're seeking the same thing. You're seeking a T4 that is somewhere around mid-range, free T4, and you're seeking a free T3 towards the top part of the range. That, that is what improves symptoms. The exception would be if you were, your raising was not revealing that you have a cortisol or iron problem. Okay, great. Yeah, I think that's the that's the number one thing that you taught me today is is that my target now for my free T4 is in the middle of the range because if I take my patients higher than that, it, there's a great likelihood that it'll be converted into reverse T3, which then slows their metabolism down and does basically the opposite of what I'm trying to do. Is that that's an amen? Yeah, and then I, I I raised my desiccated thyroid a year ago, not realizing that it was my cord, my high copper was my problem. I stayed on a higher dose for about four months, and I kept getting worse and worse. I did testing. My free T3 was 1.5. 
just one one tenth of a point above 1.4 where it always been, mm-hmm. and I had a high RT3. So you don't want we we've and we knew this. I just didn't know it was doing that to me. We knew we don't want to go above 1.4. In fact, when we're optimal, we're less than that, and we are just fine. And one thing I don't know about your the person that on the Levoxyl is where's your RT3? Yeah, yeah, they they didn't provide that for us. So okay, very good. Uh, let's see, you got another Linda. Yeah, I I would like to just. Um, talk about some of the symptoms. I think you alluded to some of them, or you did mention some of them, you know, the outer uh, third of the eyebrows, but there are other symptoms as well, um, such as uh, eye twitches and eye, like I had, uh, when my thyroid was low, then my eye was not as wide as the other one, like it was like a lazy eyelid almost. But just some, if we could just talk about some of the symptoms that people have that they don't realize that it's associated with their thyroid. Oh, and it is across the board. Like I had um, what was akin to dysautonomia while I was on Synthroid and Levoxyl, which is an overreaction of the autonomic nervous system. I made too much adrenaline. That was so bizarre. Um, uh, And it went away, totally undesiccated thyroid. Other symptoms are like dark circles under the eyes. That is somebody's key symptom with, with, with others. Believe it or not, sleep apnea, though that can be related, they now have a cortisol problem, but they're hypothyroid. Of course, all the uh, emotional uh, things, you can be anxietal, ruminating, uh, a need for anti-anxietal meds, having no motivation. Those are symptoms we have found people have hypothyroidism. I forgot to mention cold hands cold feet, mm-hmm. uh, feel it, having to wear a sweater or coat, symptoms of hypothyroidism, acid reflux, symptoms of hypothyroidism. Sure, some people can have acid reflux without having hypo. We just notice it a lot in us. So there's, a, there's so many common and weird symptoms that go with it. Yeah, I had I had uh, a testimony from one of our patients out in Abilene. I wanted to just uh, to share with everyone. Uh, hi, Darla. By the way, uh, anyway, this is I'd had her a Janie on a com- on a natural desiccated thyroid, and uh, we did some labs, and her uh, reverse T3 was high. So I figured, you know, well, let's put some some T3 in there to com- compete with those reverse T3 molecules for the T3 receptor. And when I added this, this is Darla's testimony. Um, she said. Uh, I, I had I noticed an increase in my energy, uh, new hair growth, no longer getting sick all the time, no secondary sinus infections, a decrease in my allergies, and I could get well by taking supplements and did not have to take antibiotics. So that was that was her experience by adding in the T3. So anyway, I thought that was a good case. Very good. It's it's an important part of the treatment whether you're on synthetic or whether you're getting it in desiccated thyroid. Wonderful. Okay. Any, anything else uh, that's on the you know horizon for you personally and, and the website? Anything you'd like to share with the listener? Any way we can support you? Well, I, I just want to tell everybody listening that you are your own best advocate because sadly, um, too many medical professionals under like Dr. Gonina are not informed and they will keep you sick. They don't, not meaning to, but they will. Um, so you've got to learn this. So that's why I have the books. That's why I have the website, so that you can become informed and go in there and stop saying, will you help me? You know, do you hear the passivity? 
You go in there and say, hi, um, you know what, I'm very suspicious of this and that. I've learned some things. Here's what I've learned. I would like to try this. I would like to use these labs. Um, anything you've learned, and then you say, will you support me? Mm-hmm. Because we get well putting all our apples in the doctor's cart. We get well by becoming informed and, and expecting it to be a partnership, which it sounds like you have. Yeah, well, again, thank you, Janie, so much for, you know, being our guest today. It's it's great stuff. And and for all all my patients and our patients, Linda and my and our patients, uh, you know, these, these episodes are archived uh, on our website. So you can go back and listen to them as I'm going to do myself. And, uh, and you can share it, uh, you know, share it with your friends and, and family. I took a, a training in... Um, Reno, Linda was with me on uh, IV ozone a year or two ago, and Dr. Schallenberger, who gave the, uh, the talk, he said, I, in my opinion, two out of 50 people over the age of 50 are not hypothyroid, meaning 48 out of 50 are hypothyroid. So pretty strong statement from a well-respected doctor. So that's our show for today. We thank you for joining us, and be sure to be tuned in next Friday when we talk about uh, gut detoxification and detoxing kidneys and liver and blood and et cetera. And uh, have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Ganino Wellness Radio. Please join your hosts, Dr. John and Linda Ganino, again next Friday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For an appointment with Dr. John Ganino at his practice in Heath, Texas, please call 469-402-2800. Enjoy your upcoming weekend.